Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host of this episode of Track World News presented by Track Barn. And today we have a very special guest joining us. We have uh, coming in with a 9.85 PR. He is a five-time USA champion, runner-up in the world championships as well. A U.S. record holder in the four by one Mike Rogers joining us. Mike, thank you for, for coming along. Really appreciate it. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Well, before we get into some track and field stuff, uh, sure, a lot of people are curious, like, what is it that, what are some things that you, you enjoy doing, you know, off the track? You know, when, when you're not running, when you're not training, you know, what are, what are some things that you like to do? I know you got, I think I've seen some p- pictures on Instagram with you with, uh, is that your son uh, at, at Texas? No, no, that was actually um, at the spring game. I actually okay. DJ for the University of Texas. I DJ in my off time or in my spare time. It's like a hobby I picked up and, you know, it's just taking off. So it's always an extra stream of income, too. So, yeah, I like it. There you go. How long have you been uh, been DJing for? What got you into that? Yeah, it's been 13 years, man. I just like music. Uh, I'm a music head. Uh, I used to go to the studio all the time with my friends. I have friends, like, who are very, very big DJs for, like, Sean Kingston and little dirt and stuff like that um so like i was always around them when i was in school and you know i just it just rubbed off on me i guess and i just stuck with it did you ever think about rapping or, or producing or was it always you know the the dj and that that caught you you know, you know I, I used to just sit there and just try to make beats and stuff like that but it's boring and it's long hours and like i like to have like control over like a crowd and stuff like that and i can talk as well on the mic so it's like I enjoy it. I, just, I don't just like DJ and I enjoy it. Do you have any, uh, I'm sure you, you've probably done hundreds of sets by now, you know, maybe even thousands of, of, of DJing. Do you have any like sets or, or horror stories or just, you know, crazy things that happen that, that stick out in your mind with your, your 13 years of, of DJing that you've done? Man, the best, the worst thing that can happen is just your computer crash during the set. That has happened before. And I was like, oh man, I was like, what is going on here? Like, as Mac updates like their software, so I use a program called Serato. They're so slow on updating their stuff. So it would be all kind of bug fixes and everything. So before every set, if I can say if I had had a gig tomorrow, I'm going to make sure my Serato is updated because not your computer will freeze, tracks will start disappearing and stuff like that, man. It's, it's pretty weird. But um, yeah, that's the, really the main thing with DJing is having the proper equipment and the proper software and firmware. There you go. I remember I was really, this was back when, you know, the like Guitar Hero and everything was big. I remember I had DJ Hero. Oh man, I'd be playing that thing for, for days. I, <laughs> I remember I back with the, when with COVID with the shutdown, I, I think I beat that game two or three times. I was just playing. Oh, it so much. oh yeah. Turntables. Got Got to love it, man. And uh, so that kind of goes into our, our first fan question. So that's actually, it's pretty perfect. Uh, this was from uh, run spike run. Uh, he says, what would you say is the most underrated hype song? Hmm. Underrated. Man, it depends what type of song he's talking about. Like, I really feel like, I really feel like Super Gremlin don't get the notoriety it needs to get, the Kodak Black song. That's a good song, man. 
Super Gremlin. I think that will probably be played more in football stadiums and stuff um, this fall. I think they overlooked it when it first came out, but now the song is starting to get, you know, the deserve, the kudos that it deserves. Yeah, I, I play it whenever I got a big lift coming up. That's that's like one of the one of the next ones coming up. You know, yeah. with you, with your with whether it's a, a lift or a run or a workout, whatever it is, what are there any songs that have just stayed withstand this the test of time and have been in your workout playlist for for a long time? Like what 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 songs are hey, you know, de definitely March Madness has not left my playlist yet. The future is not left my playlist. So anything future will be will be on my playlist. I'm actually excited. But his album that he's about to drop on the 29th. I saw that. It's uh it's gonna be good. By the time you're listening to this, it's already came out. So hope we'll we'll see. Hopefully it's a good one. <laughs> right, right. Hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully you didn't disappoint me. There we go. There you go. Uh another another fan question uh that we got. This is coming from Coach D Woods 90. Uh he says, What is what are some things that you've learned that you wish you knew sooner? Man, so the year I ran sub 10, 16 times, 2015, um, I learned how to actually perfect my drive phase. I really feel like if I learned it in college, I wouldn't have been playing catch up as a pro. You know, I wasn't really a 100 meter sprinter. I was a quarter miler. I just dropped down to the 100 and I just ended up experimenting at OBU and I ended up running 10-0. That's why I left and went pro. But if I would have learned that before, I think I probably could have maybe ran faster than 985. I ran 980 windy twice, but I really feel like I could I could have ran like 97 if I if I figured it out. Do you think that uh that realizing the drive phase was it like one thing in practice just clicked, or was it kind of over over time where you realized it? Um, it was just over time and just watching film like. Like now, a lot of the athletes, the younger athletes are starting to realize, oh, you really have to be in tune with your event to run fast. So now I'll see like some of these new kids on their phone or on their iPad looking at their race and looking what they need to clean up. And when I was went pro, wasn't nobody doing that. Those older guys were so cocky and they were already, they were running so insane times so fast, they wasn't doing it. But like now, these kids are going to study to see what to do to run fast. And that's the big difference to why everybody's running so fast right now, because they're really, you know, trying to learn their craft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, if you can be you know, a student of the game, you know, realizing, you know, what it is that you got to do and that can help you really help you grow when, you know, some people's like, no, I just get on the track and run, man. Just <laughs> get your legs moving as, as quick as possible and realize, yeah, that might not be the, number one way to to run these you know crazy sub 10 times so yeah right. definitely for sure uh and then another question that we got uh, this was from why uh yk it's mary uh they say what is keeping you motivated um currently while running i mean i'm not gonna lie i don't have an individual outdoor medal at a world championships or olympics i need one of those before i hang up the spike so hopefully i can get that done this year or next year I mean, I got the Pan Am gold medal. I was the first American to win Pan Ams in 100 meters in a long time. But I didn't really count that, you know, because I felt like none of the big names were there. I mean, I, I counted it as, okay, it's a Pan Am championship, but, like, I want to do it at World Championships or Olympic, Olympic Games. 
Yeah, and name a, a better place than doing it on uh, on home soil with uh, exactly, having- exactly. Don't have to get on the plane. Ain't got to deal with food or no issues or jet lag. You just mm-hmm. stay in the states. Yeah. There you go. Works out. Works out well. And then uh, before we translate, go on uh, over to some track stuff. So you're you're from St. St. Louis, though, right? Yeah, St. Louis. All right. How in the hell are you a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? But you're from St. Louis. People got to know that. I see on Twitter, Steelers Nation, all the play. All yeah, man. The like you know, a lot of my family is, is East Coast, uh, like from Coastville, Pennsylvania. They're all Coastville. Yeah, they're all they're That's all like- Steelers fans. Um, my sister actually they left that she's an Eagles fan. So when they got Devin, she was talking trash to me. Mm-hmm. But I was like, uh, I'm still not gonna, I'm still not gonna go out against my Steelers. I think we're gonna have a good season this year. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Coatesville, that's uh that's right in my district. I raced raced against them all the time. Oh, that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really that's really funny. Yeah, I went to Coatesville High School for that's where our district championship was. Yeah, that's uh yeah. I think yeah. uh Terrence Laird. Yeah, he went uh he went there. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how Devin Allen's gonna gonna be doing. Um, you know, another track guy trying out the NFL. What are your thoughts on that? How do you think uh it's going to end up going. I, I pretty, I, I pretty much like, I, I seen, I watched that because, you know, I'm an Oregon football fan too. So I've seen Devin play. Devin can really play and he has great ball skills, but his body just didn't hold up in college. I think he has more muscle now and mass now than he had in college. So I think he's going to plan out perfect. Yeah. I'm excited to see how he's going to, he's going to be moving on. Like when I seeing him compete in the NFL, I was like, Oh, that's great. And then I was like, Oh, we went to the Eagles too. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan myself. Oh, like fly, fly, huh? there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, and then, so now I wanted to get started on where track and field really started for you. Like what got you interested in, in running and, and how did you, you start the sport? And actually I, I didn't even run track. I was playing basketball and football at my high school and, we had this uh, driver's aid instructor. He was uh, a track coach. And this guy was begging me, begging me, ride stacks. He's like, he's like my white daddy. So, you know, he, he came out there and said, man, you fast, man. Maybe I think you can, uh, you know, do some damage out here. And I was, I never paid him no attention. I'm like, I'm not going out there wearing those little bitty shorts and this tank top. Man, I'm too cool for this. Cause I was, you know, I play a basketball, I played football. So it was like, I didn't think, you know, track was for me. And then he actually got me out there and I seen how fun it was. And then I, I stuck with it. He turned me into a, uh, the first Missouri State champion to win the 100, 200, 400, and 4x4. I was the first person in Missouri history to do that. And then the funny thing is when my sis, little sister went to high school, she did the same thing. Jeez, you're almost, uh, did you, so you probably almost single-handedly just won the entire state team state title, you know, right there. Yeah, then, huh? yeah. Yeah, I did. I did my senior year. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the athletes I had to go to to even win a state title, because the first couple of years I were out there, we had, like, Dominique Peterson, Miles Smith. Like, we had some fast kids out there, like, who was running. And I was like, man, I'm not going to beat these dudes. So I had to wait my time. So it's like I got better each year I was out there. Mm-hmm. I know also uh, he's he's from St. Louis as well, Brandon Miller. Um, yeah, yeah. Guy from uh, Texas a yeah. You follow up with him, seeing another St. Louis guy. Uh, yeah, man, it, it's exciting to see somebody else. You know, is probably going to be as big as me or or bigger than me. You know, just to seeing you know him from St. Louis. You also got Justin Robinson too. He goes to Arizona State. You know, so it's a lot of kids coming up from St. Louis that are running fast right now. Yeah, there's some. We got some good. Got some good speed for sure. 
Um, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, your, your sister, she was also a, you know, big time with, the, with track as well. What was the, did you guys have many rival, like sibling rivalries, you know, you know, first one to the car, first one to whatever, like, you know, growing up? Not really. I just felt like when I left and they, and they got to see like how much I grew with the sport, they fell in love with. It. And, uh, you know, they're twin sisters. I have two, they're fraternal twins. So, you know, they, they did their thing in high school. They won state and they, they kept the tradition going. Like, like they won state all four years when they were in school, Gatorade athlete of the year, all that. So they, they did everything that I did and then some. How did it feel as the, the older brother to be like, oh yeah, like, you know, you, you, you played a little bit of a hand of it where I'm sure they were definitely looking up to you as, you know, the, the guy to, to try to replicate. How, how'd that feel? Yeah, so my breaking, so my breaking point, my uh, season in 2009, you know, that was the first U.S. title I won. But guess what? My little sister, she won junior nationals in the four that year to go to Trinidad on the world junior team. That was crazy, too. So that was just so surreal just to have that moment. I got to share it with my family. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to be able to see like, oh, we we all fast. We got a family of speed. Like right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, it's all working out. It's all working out. And so then something that was that's even that makes the the story even more impactful is that you know a lot of people probably looking at okay, what school did all these fast people go to? You know, you get the the Tennessees, you get the Texases, and then you go down your name. You you came out of a an, an NAIA school. I mean, could could you touch on what drew you to? to going in NAIA and then how you kind of progressed to being, you know, one of the best to do it. It was completely on accident. (laughs) (laughs) I actually went to Iowa state, you know, to run and I got recruited illegally, whatever the case may be. A lot of stuff went down. Clearinghouse kicked me out of school. So I actually uh, transferred to the school called Lindenwood and my high school coach had took over the sprinting job there. But I couldn't get on the team when I first got there. So I actually was playing basketball in college until I was able to walk on and get on the team and get the scholarship. So that's how I ended up doing that. And I started, you know, excelling at Lindenwood. But I was with a whole bunch of people from the islands that were on my team. So the competition, at, you know, I think I got better being at Lindenwood because I was there with a bunch of JUCO transfers, D1 transfers, people from the islands. So, I mean, they really tested my will if, if I really wanted to go to the next level too run track so you know I think Lindenwood and I think you know when I went to Oklahoma Baptist I was so seasoned I knew what to do so you know I was a tough person to beat by the time I got to Oklahoma Baptist I was a complete sprinter like I ran 100 200 400 when I got there so how was that uh that time had to be pretty hectic for you I mean going to where you know you think you're going to be running you know at you know at one place doesn't you know there's some things going on and then you're playing basketball like like you know how, how's that you know what, what was going on in your head as like an 18 year old kid you know having all of this stuff just kind of changing around you yeah to, to be honest it, I was really depressed and I had to leave Iowa State like I had to come home back home to St. Louis because Linda was only like across the bridge uh in Missouri so I had to come home I had to stay with my mom for a little bit I had just got my freedom I was happy I'm gone D1 school yeah these people love me and I never got the opportunity to step on the track as a D1 athlete. But I think it just made me stronger and a lot better person, you know, going to in a smaller school. And I actually had to work harder to get, you know, NCAA. A lot of people that come out of there, or you win NCAA, you're guaranteed a shoe contract. You know, me, I have to work for mine. But, you know, I made a name for myself. Yeah. And then you you end up being, I, I believe it still stands today, having the 60-meter the record for, for all NAIA. Is that correct? Man, no, this guy broke it from Langston okay. this year. He broke it. He ran 660, I think. 
And uh, so it, it stood up there for, for a long time. A long time. He wrote me on Twitter. He said, I finally broke it. And he was close. Like, every year he was getting closer to it, and he finally broke it this year. There you go. So it stood a, stood a long time. But um, could you could you touch on the fact that, you know, a lot of people think in order to run fast, you got to run at these big power five schools. And, and you're showing, like, not only do you not have to go power five, like, you don't even have to, you know, compete in the division one system. Like, could you kind of touch on, like, you know, what you learned in, you know, while you were in college there? What I learned is, like, the smaller schools have the budget to go to the power five schools to go run. They might not have the facilities and stuff like that, but they have the money to put you in the competitions to where you will race against the best every weekend and a lot of kids don't know that they just you know get to see the glitz and glam they go on their recruiting visits and stuff like that and they'll get to see like oh i want to go to this school because they got this 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 is net and it's like really you're getting spoiled but you don't know how good the coaching is and stuff like that but like the schools i came from actually have like good coaches and you know not the best facility they have facilities enough to where hey i can get the job done mm -hmm. I mean, shoot, look at Mount Sac. That's a community college, UCO. It's got the big, the nicest track in the in the nation, pretty much. Man, I was like, oh my God, this is a JUCO? This is crazy. Yeah, did not, I did not notice that until pretty recently. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this was like, you know, a D1 school out in California. It's not? Like, man, it's not. It's that's not. crazy. That's crazy. And uh, and so 2007, you, you turned pro, um, you know, could, what was that that process like? Because you mentioned like hey, you had to really fight to get that uh, that shoe contract, you know, with with Nike there. Like, you know, what what was that turning pro that turning pro process like uh, for you? So basically, um, you know, I left my junior year, so it was like I was like a deer in the headlights. I didn't know what was going on, but um, my coach now has been my coach this whole entire time. Daryl Woodson, um, he recruited me actually actually to come down. To Austin to train. I stayed at his house. I came down here with like literally nothing, no job, no nothing, no phone, no nothing. And I grinded, man. I grinded hard. Like my first season with him, I won indoor USA's. I, I don't think I lost. I think I maybe lost maybe once, one, one or two races that year. So it was like, all right, well, am I gonna get a contract or not? I mean, Nike was at my neck. Well, actually, Adidas was on my neck at first. And I don't think Nike really knew how good I was going to be. They were like, oh, he's small. He's not going to run fast. And I started running the big dog times. And they came to Jamaica with their paperwork and the equipment. And they were like, you're not signing with Adidas. And I ended up signing with Nike. And I've been with Nike this whole time, my whole career. There you are, yeah. yeah. What? Never been, been cut, No, not reduced, none of that. This is year, year 15 now, right? 15, man, 15. Man. People, we got people are in high school now that that were born when you're starting starting out that career, freshman high school. So, what's what would you say has been a key to your longevity? Like, you know, not many people have you know long careers in, in sprinting. I mean, we've seen it with Justin Gatlin; he had a, a really long career. Yourself, Allison Felix on the women's side, Shelly Ann Fraser Price as well. But usually, like with sprinting. It's, it's a pretty short career. Like, what do you attribute to being your key to being able to do this so long? Now, I just feel like I started sprinting later than everybody else. A lot of people, like, they did this, like, for real in high school and stuff like that. Like, me, I didn't run all the summer track and all that stuff. I played football and I played basketball. I played other sports, so my body didn't get worn out. I really feel like I'm just now getting into, okay, I know my event now. It took a little minute because when you're running 100 at a pro level, it's so many little things that you have to learn and tweak 
you know, to be good and to run fast. And over time, your body will learn it. And then you can go back and you can be like, hey, I can do this, this. Like right now, I can run a race. And at that cross finish line, I know what I did wrong. Right off the bat. Right off the bat, I know what I did wrong. I'd be like, man, I did this at the start. I did this in my drive phase. I didn't do this and I did do that. And that's it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And that's stuff that, you know, that comes with time with the, with the repetitions. And you know, like you said, I mean, starting later on, I mean, with, with sprinting, it's like, it seems like you only get a certain amount of miles that you can put on your legs. And so it's right. like, are you going to, are you going to put them on your legs when you're 11 years old? You're going to put them on your legs when you're 31 years old, you get, you get right. to pick, but you, you get one. And it seems like, yeah, you're the way that you've done it has really helped to extend the, the career a little bit there. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, you mentioned, was it 2009 you said that? That was the, um, your 16 under, under 10? Or was it no, 2015? Or 15, sorry, 2015. Yeah, 2015. Uh, bring, bring us through that year where it just seems like every race, you know, things are, are clicking for you. Like what, what was going on in 2015? That, and I was chasing Justin Gallagher when he was running 9-7 every track beat. So, I mean, that <laughs> helped to it. Because he had his, probably his best season then too. So it's like. Man, I, 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 everything was just clicking. Everything was just clicking. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't do nothing wrong that year. Couldn't, but my body was so beat up after 15. I don't think I got back healthy until 18. And that's when I ran fast again. That's when I ran 9-8 in the prelims and I went and left and went to my uh, son's uh, summer track meet, ESPN Nationals. I didn't want to miss it. So that's why I didn't run the next two rounds. Everybody asked me, man, were you hurt? I said, no, nah, I just wanted to be there for my son. Like USA's didn't mean anything that year. So, you know, I ran fast to show everybody like, hey, I'm here still. So, and I left and went to Florida and watched my son get third at ESPN Nationals. That was crazy. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. That's all. Yeah. Is your is your son still uh still running today? Man, look, my son doesn't like track like that. He's <laughs> grown into a baseball player. He, he plays second base on the World Series team in uh, Houston, and he plays football right now. So uh, he's traveling playing baseball right now. So oh he wow, was like, he calls me like that. This is so hard. I can't balance this and school. I say this is this is what life is with college and stuff like that. So get used to it. So mm. I mean, he's enjoying the process and he likes it. I didn't think he would like baseball, but he does. And he plays second base. So he's good. There you go. You said wait. So he was at the Little League World Series. No, he's on one of those teams that be going and compete uh, in Houston. He's on the All Star Select team. So yeah, okay, like a baseman. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's that's awesome. That's very cool. And. So then, uh, your was it 2011? Was that that was the the nine your 985 or the first? Uh, yeah, 2011. Yeah. 2011. What was that? Um, like, what was the at the end of the race? Because you mentioned now how you know, like, oh, I know exactly what I did wrong. I know exactly what I did wrong. In 2011, was at that point where you were, when you finished the race, were you like, oh yeah, I did, I did a lot of stuff right right here. Man, actually, I didn't even think I ran that fast that race. Um. Because Steve Mullins won the race with 979 or 980 or something like that. And I went back and looked at the race. I didn't get a good start, none of that. But I felt like my top end in 2011 was crazy. And that's why I ran that fast. But I ran a lot of sub 10s that year, too. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And then, you know, a lot of something that a lot of people were would be looking into, obviously, 2016 uh, Olympics the the dreaded missed uh handoff that that happened and then that leading to some changes in uh in the rules could could you break down like you know what what happened with the you know the handoff and then after when you realize oh no they're not getting the bronze anymore so so, so the handoff see we thought the handoff was fine because we were in the zone 
he didn't touch it until um, we got into the zone. But I'm going to tell you how great Britain did is they got drones and they had an overhead view of the handoff. And they said we were a centimeter outside of the triangle. How can you see a centimeter by the naked eye? And how, how are you able to use your footage to get us DQ out of the Olympic Games? That was the, the cake of all cakes. And that's why the rule got changed. And even the verbiage in the rule was stated wrong. So it was like, man, like we got DQ'd off a centimeter, a centimeter. Wow. A centimeter. It's yeah. like, a, man, if you just had cut, cut the nails a little bit shorter that day or, or something like that, that's, that's crazy. Like, I mean, after the, like what happened? So obviously the, the race finishes and you don't, you don't realize anything right away. Like when did, when were you told like, oh no, that. But when we got to, um, to the media zone and Lewis was like, Lewis Johnson was like, man, you guys got DQ. And we was like, for what? So they had all these angles of us replaying with the stick. And Lewis couldn't even tell us himself that we got DQ'd. Like, nobody really knew because it was that close. But that footage that Great Britain showed of us handing off in the zone, the overhead view, that's the only way you could see it. You couldn't see it on any other view. Because I, I had to stick out and I had it in his hand and I just kept it in our both our hands till we got into the zone. You know, because I thought that was the, you know, the correct way, but it wasn't. He couldn't yeah. touch it at all before the triangle, but it was a centimeter before, so it was that much difference. That's got to stink. That's that's why. That's that's not a yeah. I'm, I'd be thinking about that one centimeter in my, my whole life. Just like, man, are you kidding me? Like, I, I I thought that's that's crazy. That's crazy. And then, but you got your you got your redemption though. Uh, 2019 Doha, yeah. you guys yeah. able to get the national record with uh with the time. What was it? Uh, 3710. 3710. Yeah. 37.10. What was that like? You know, now now you're you guys are able to get some get some redemption uh, in 2019 with a, a crazy time for uh, for the U.S. I just feel like we took more control that year. Um, that morning, me, Christian, uh, Gatlin, and Noah sat down and we got on the same page and said, "Man, we got to win this thing because I'm tired of this media bat." The media was harsh on us in Doha, like bad and we almost didn't make it to the next round like i actually dove and gave craven gillespie the baton the first round so we can get to the next round and then we just made some adjustments and got it done and we had a little more practice um 2019 and we trusted each other you know that was my first time ever running third leg ever first time yeah, you've and been a, you're usually a first leg guy right first Second or last, I've never read third leg. I didn't even know how to stand. Like, I don't even know how I caught on so fast. And I still think, like, our exchanges were, they were good, but they could have been better. And I think we could have got the world record. I think we could have got it that day. We could have got it. So. That's, yeah, that was uh, I'm, uh, the video of just Noah Lyles going through at the, the end. I see, I think I see that, like, that five-second clip, like, all the time of, uh, you know, him with the, the hand up with the, with the baton. So, yeah, that put together a crazy time. Um, and I know, so this was recently, you know, uh, Carl Lewis, he, he chimed in saying how, you know, pretty much count USA out for, for four-by-ones because. Carl know, Lewis is a hater, man. He be hating on us. If he if he wanted us to succeed, succeed so bad, he should have took the relay job. Mm. He should have just took it. I mean, you 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 coach at the University of Houston, but it take one month, one or two months out your schedule. Come 
help with the USA Relay to then. He's not allowed to even talk to us. Like, you're not helping us. You're downing us. He's supposed to be helping us. You're older. You're respected. You're decorated in the relays, open. Basically, everybody said he's the best American sprinter, you know? If you're the best American sprinter and you have that type of juice, why don't you share those gems with us? I mean, he did help us when we were in the Bahamas when we would be both them the world relay he did had a big part in that he helped Dennis out uh Mitchell out with that but I mean if you're gonna down us like that don't we keep your comments to yourself that's how I feel yeah it's uh it, it stink because it's the U.S. has always got you know if you if you look at the the, the top the, the top season best for every single year it's going to be USA, 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 like the, the top, the top ones. It's, it's, it's every single time. It's just super, super competitive. I mean, looking back from, from your, your career so far of, of what you've had, like who are some notable sprinters you're like, Oh yeah, they, they gave me, you know, they gave me some, uh, some trouble. Like whenever I lined up and I saw this person on the side, I knew it was going to be a, you know, going to be a good race. Man. I think every race I've been in with, with Marcel Jacob has been fast. Every race I've been in with a Colin Sandini has been fast. Um, Tyson, when he was in his prime, every race was fast. Boat, all those guys. Y'all came in the area where everybody was running 9-7. And I feel like it's getting back to that now, you know, on my tail end. Like, you got college kids running 9, Wendy, 9-83, Michael Williams, him. Then you're going to have all these other college. Bath Bowling just went sub-10 for the first time, 1992, like, Nationals is going to be crazy this year. Like, to make the team, I think 9-8 probably won't even make the team. You don't have to run 9-7 to make the team. 9-80 at at, at best may get third, something like that. But it's going to be fast. I know it's going to be fast this year. Yeah, the U.S. is just absolutely stacked. It's it's crazy to think. And it's like, why while it'll be difficult to make the team, if you make it, that means you're probably going to be in that medal contention or, you know, gold medal call because it's like, you, you have to go through so much just to get there. So if you do get there, it's like you're in, you're in a USA, USA Nationals is basically world championships. And we got to stay there again and do it again in like two weeks or a week after that. This is the earliest world championships I've ever probably going to be a part of. Like it's super early. Like everything is like super early this year. And so I, that's why everybody's getting all their races in and going to these more of these collegiate meets because time clock getting real short right now. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very fast turnover from from the Olympics last year. You got this. And so it's just, you know, really fast uh, from from last season to to this season. I mean, for you, you mentioned early on, like, hey, one goal you have, you want to make sure that you're getting the the individual individual outdoor gold here. You know, we have the world championships coming up. Like what, what are some aspects of, of your race, your training, whatever it might be that, you know, you're going to be focusing in on. So it's like, hey, you're, you're able to, to fire uh, when it comes to yeah, so from now until nationals. I'm working on my last 35. My start is there right now, but I work on my last 35 to, to, to be to be in the hunt. I mean, you got guys running the 400 stepping down running the 100 now so like they're not breaking at that, at that point so they're still accelerating so you know just got to clean that up and fix that up I think I'll be fine these next couple of races should be able to tell me where I'm gonna be at probably about time trials get here so I mean I get really get to test to see where I'm at in Nairobi and uh Puerto Rico coming up there you go so I, I know I know one thing I'm sure you've probably been asked a ton of times but what what what's the what's the next step look like for you you're you're one of the veterans on the on the circuit here um you know you've been able to see a lot of people coming coming through track like has that come across your mind at all or are you just focused in on no i'm just i haven't haven't really 
you know, gave it thought. I mean, I started uh, a boutique called Dripaholics, the brand. I started that this year. Uh, I'm supposed to be getting this restaurant going. I just been so busy. I haven't been able to do it. Um, it's gonna be called Munchie's Kitchen. So I already got out of LLC and stuff like that. I'm, I'm starting to get ready for life after this now. And then, you know, so I can watch my kids do what they want to do, you know? So um, I'm just excited just to be a father again and be home and just, you know, get to see my kids grow up and just, you know, make passive income. Just that's what I'm gonna do. There you go. I mean, it's been crazy. Just, I'm sure the amount of countries have you probably traveled to do you know how many countries you've probably traveled to by now i don't know but i'm on my fourth passport okay <laughs> fourth passport and this one is starting to get full so there you go I might gonna need a fifth one soon gonna need a fifth one soon, soon. exactly awesome well michael rogers thank you so much for for joining us today it's been awesome hearing about you know what you've been what you've got accomplished and, and what's coming up this this season for you you know where, where can people go if they would like to you know learn more about uh about you and follow more on your story ah, man go to my ig follow me at roger that 100 r-o-d-g-e-r-d-a-t 100 and go in there and if you want to follow my dj page it's at dj roger that that's my ig as well yeah, if you got any you got any weddings parties whatever in the texas area right yeah i'm in austin yeah awesome there you go you know who to call you know who to call well thank you mike for so uh, so much for doing this and thank you to everyone for listening this has been another episode of track world news if you want more content go and follow us over on instagram at track world news we post almost daily over there uh that's going to do it from us have a good one peace 